0: It's that time, time of the
1: month!
0: month. <laughs> ah, you're now listening to The Monthly at Winifred's. Here's a Flea. Here's a
1: Kendall!
0: Hello! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yes, it's been a month. It's Yep, as is standard. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call us the monthly for nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're at the end of June now. June's done. We're halfway through 2022. We're halfway through 2022 come on what the <laughs> hell <laughs>
1: it just started uh,
0: yeah. yeah it feels like yesterday it was january and yeah it, it was summer and the, the hope of a new year lay before us and now it's like we're halfway through it's winter it's freezing and i don't like talking politics in the show but fuck america right now because god damn <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, come to australia we have nice things like you know the right to your own body please do yeah come join us yes it's nice <laughs> anyway that's my political rant out of the way um, <laughs> <laughs> how was your month Fulia
1: my month well uh, there's, there's been some ups and downs so uh, after we recorded our monthly for last month I had COVID yeah Fulia got the rona ah <laughs> oh, dang it yeah finally got gotcha. you two years it yep. hits me now Two. yeah <laughs>
0: Better late than never. Oh, no, that doesn't gosh. really
1: apply to this situation. No.
0: <laughs> no.
1: No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was uh, laid up for about a week. Um, and thanks to my parents, I, they, they were the reasons I got it.
0: <laughs> yep. Living in the same
1: household. We'll do that. Yeah. <coughs> and I still have the cough. So. And she still has the cough. It hasn't gone away. Has no. It? It's still lingering. Um, so that was the start of my June essentially (laughs) what a great way to start June yep Um, not good Uh, but in saying that I did also um, get the chance to do something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time and that's uh, starting to go to Japanese classes Yeah. so I have been going to a Japanese school Uh um, and I'm Really enjoying the classroom atmosphere. The teachers are very energetic, enthusiastic, positive. Um, they, it just, it looks like they enjoy what they do. Nice, and I love that. That's good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, we've gone through chapter one of the lessons. We are now into chapter two. Now, I'm not just going to these classes um just to learn how to speak the language it also means i'll be learning how to read and write the language not just romaji but also hiragana and then katakana and then kanji <laughs> wow so if i if i keep going with this if i keep at it and i keep going to these to these classes eventually in the years to come I'll be able to speak Japanese and read and read Japanese. Yay. So, <laughs> I hope so, I hope so too. Um, so I've been really enjoying it so far and um, it's been something I've been wanting to do. And I've just, I love the, I like, I love being able to learn a new language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the language classes that, um, that we had back in high school. Uh, and then when I, when I, my, the first language I started to learn other than my current language that i speak at home um i in primary school i started i got to start learning italian wow which then led me into doing italian in high school wow so i did italian from grade four up to year 12.
0: wow i didn't know that
1: yeah but that's cool the thing is in primary school it's all about fun you get to sing you get to yeah you know it's you get to different. try and speak the language um but when it came to high school, it's all about the grammar. It's all about grandma. grammar. Grammar, 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 grammar. Grammar, grammar, <laughs> I was just like, I'm over this already. By the time I got to VCE, knowing that in year 12, we had to do not just a written exam, but also an oral exam, um, oh, yeah. I was over it. <laughs> not to mention, I didn't really have anyone to practice with. Like, I had Italian friends, but... They speak English at their own homes, so it didn't yeah. really help. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there goes my Italian um, for the last, what was it, eight years <laughs> of, of my schooling life. Um, but that's fine. I still retain some of the actual, like, language and stuff at least, so I, I can still read and write Italian, um, but I'm just not fluent. Okay. I'm just, like, here little bits and pieces here and there. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, no, Japanese classes have been a lot of fun. It's been something I've been wanting to do. Not to mention, the reason why I'm going is A, I really want to go to Japan. I want to be able to travel around Japan with ease. Yeah. Where people don't really speak English. Mm -hmm. Um, And B, because I watch a lot of anime. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of the anime I want to watch don't have English dubs to them. They are English subtitled. And half the time I'm reading what's going on, sometimes I miss what's being said. Because they speak so fast. Yes. So I'm like, well, maybe if I learn the language, I might actually be able to understand what they're saying mm. without having to, read don't have to worry about reading mm. <laughs> the subtitles, you know? Yeah, I got you. Um, so that's kind of like they're the two reasons why I wanted to learn Japanese, and I, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, if I wasn't enjoying doing this this sort of stuff, then I wouldn't have gone. So mm-hmm. um, that I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Um, other than that. I've been doing the usual thing, um, earlier in the month, we finally, finally had our 2021 JB Christmas party, our work party, finally done, Mm -hmm. um, so I went to that, um, and then because last month I ended up being sick, uh, My poor best friend, Marie, had to postpone her birthday dinner.
0: (laughs) Very sweet of her to...
1: It was really nice of her to do that because I wasn't the only one with... Apparently, who she invited a few other friends that also were close contacts. Uh, So she's like, all right, we'll just postpone it for now. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, And then we ended up going out for dinner uh, on the weekend. And it was um, lots of fun. We got to eat ramen. um, And then straight after ramen, we had waffles. (laughs) so it was good night nice good night of food great um so yeah that's that's pretty much been my month apart from you know doing all the watching and stuff like that but i'll leave that for a podcast called fred um <laughs> go check that out um kendall what have you been up to hi last month? what have i been up to last i month? hear you've been having a, a good month yes Yes, I have been having a good one. Better than mine, at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I didn't get COVID, so yeah. well, that's, that's a I, I avoided the Rona again, even though I've been around people that have had it. Okay. In the last, like, two weeks, I've been in the same room as, like, four positive people and somehow still haven't You've got it. You've been clear. I've been fucking clear. have wow. I've, been, I've been rat testing. It's not like I, yeah, I'm like, I haven't had any symptoms. I had a little sniffle though Mm. the week before and yeah, came back negative on that, thankfully. And just, it was just a cold and that's, that's gone now. That's good. Yeah. So, so yeah, so still no COVID for Kendall, but it's coming. (laughs) I can feel it coming. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like jaws. Yeah. (laughs) Da,
0: da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> and one might say i can feel my temperature rising um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> if only i could use that as a segue no. Um, no, not yet um anyway so yeah my month yeah no it's been it's been pretty good it's kind of a standard month really for me just you and the usual things going to the movies a fuck ton. Um, yeah. <laughs> saw Top Gun Maverick finally. Which is nice. amazing. I've seen it twice now. Okay. Because um, we ended up, so my work Christmas party, we ended up not spending all of the money. We we had, lucky you. We had a lot of money left over. <laughs> so uh, a store manager decided to uh, see who was, who was interested in seeing Top Gun. Um, and, yeah, so I got to see it for free, including the food. Nice. Yeah. Got a chock top. A, a water and a large popcorn.
1: Wow! For so and we know how much that bloody cinema food is. Yeah, we do.
0: And that was, there was like twenty of us, and all oh. of it was free. Wow! Didn't pay. Didn't pay for a single thing. So that's got to be at least five hundred bucks worth of popcorn. It, it was. Then. It was like it was like four hundred something. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard. Yeah, the poor girl behind the counter was so overwhelmed. <laughs> they lost count of how many popcorns they handed out, so they may have handed out too many. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, if you're spending, yeah, you're spending. You're you're spending. Um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick is amazing. Please go check it out. Yes, it's in the cinemas, it's 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 very much worth your time. Even my parents loved it. Like, and they don't, well, they love, they love movies, but usually when I say I love something or I enjoy a movie, they, they will like it, but not as much as me or they won't like it at all. Okay. So we don't always, we don't always agree. We agree on certain things like Star Wars and, Mm. um, well, except for the Mandalorian. They hate the Mandalorian.
1: No, I know,
0: but they loved Obi-Wan. They thought Obi-Wan was great.
1: Okay. That's fine. So I I suppose it's part. Of, it's more more the Star Wars stuff than it is than it is like the offhand sort of stuff. Yeah, know. they
0: prefer the yeah they prefer the movies. Yeah. and the classic movies and all that. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So go see Tuck Maverick, <laughs> um, and then what else? Um, I. Oh. The lovely Christina and I had our hey, Christina. Hi, Christina! Had our Viking Day. We went to uh Glenwaverly mm-hmm. uh, and tried out four DX. <gasps>
1: oh my goodness.
0: Yeah That is amazing. Yeah. So I've now seen a movie in four DX. We saw Jurassic World Dominion. Hey. Um I'm glad I was distracted by the action because the movie wasn't great. <laughs> wasn't wasn't great, guys. Yeah, um, I'm
1: hearing not-so-good things about that movie. Oh, boy. I could fucking rant. it. Well, this could turn into a Jurassic no, no. World rant, but I'm not going there. You've already done that on a podcast called Fred. I can't remember which episode it was. It might have been like was, two yeah, weeks ago. It was last week. Last week's it was episode. Last week's
0: episode. That's right, because we ended up recording later than usual. Yes. So I ended up talking. I was going to say, I thought I'd already talked about it. That's funny. Um, <laughs> anyway... So, yeah, not a good movie. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> but if you like dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are fine. Cool. And it was great to see, you know, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern and Sam Neill again. Yay. So, that shit was good. Mm. But yeah, the 40X experience was very interesting. I was not sure how I was going to go at first because, you know, you're moving and shaking the whole time. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, wind blowing and, and water saying, spraying It Was not distracting you from the movie? It did. It did in some parts when I just wanted to watch it. Yeah. And I couldn't, you know, I had no choice but to move around. Um, but it's part of the experience and that's why I'm kind of glad, like, I, it was a movie like that, that I wasn't hugely invested in because it wasn't that great, mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like I missed anything. Yeah, true. Still, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could go see a Marvel movie with it because I would just be like, oh, I just want to pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and,
0: and cause I get motion sickness as well. I just wasn't sure how, okay. how my body was going to go with it. And at first I was thinking about leaving, but then, but then I, thankfully I didn't. And I got used to it, but it was, yeah, it was an experience. So if you, if you like rides, <laughs> if you like a little bit of an extra thrill, yeah, then it's, it's, it's worth going to. Um, so that was fun. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, and the one big thing that happened in the month of June is that two of my favorite people in the world got married. Yay! Yes, my lovely friends Beck and Jamil finally tied the knot. Congratulations! Um,
1: Congratulations!
0: They don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen to this episode if I tell them we talk about them. Yeah. Um, But no, no, they, yeah, they finally got married and I got to be a bridesmaid in their wedding. And it was just wonderful. Like it was such a cool wedding. Um, Like, just fun, like, pop culture references all the way, because they're big nerds. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, like, Jamil's a massive Spider-Man fan, and Beck's a massive Taylor Swift fan, and the way that the ceremony was kind of done, the celebrant managed to find a way to combine the two elements.
1: Oh, that's so cool! Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and, uh, she did this clever thing where she, um, started telling the story of their, like, their love story, and how they got together and stuff, but then it started to sound oddly like the plot of Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> and then I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, holding my bouquet to my face because I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> she literally started from fucking... Wow, that celebrant did their research. She did. She did. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so much fun. And there was great food, great company, great people, a great dance floor. I must shout out Beck again just for the fact that she curated the playlist nice. for the dance floor, and it was, mwah, it was amazing. Love it. Each song was a banger, R and B, nineties pop classics, one after the other. Uh, and of course, Tay Tay. And so, wow, well, there wasn't much Tay Tay. Oh, like she walked, like they walked out when they after they were pronounced husband and wife, they walked out to Taylor. Okay. Um, but when we, I think when we were out there, I think the only Taylor song that got played was "Shake It Off." 'Cause that's like uh, that's like her biggest dance scene yeah, yeah. sort of a song. Fair so the rest yeah, it was just all party song. And she's a massive Backstreet Boys fan. <gasps> I don't know if yes. you knew that. So there were some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> um, their first dance their first dance as a married couple was to What Are the Chances? <gasps> I'll show you the video after this. My heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jamil picked it.
1: Oh. Yeah. Right? Good work, mate. Good yeah, work. Yeah,
0: you did a great job. <laughs> uh, and they walk down the aisle. Well, we walk down the aisle to this beautiful acoustic version of um, uh, Kiss the Girl from The Little Mermaid. Aww. It was so, I was crying so much. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. So it was, yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. Um, had a fantastic time. So. That's amazing. Yeah, Yay. it was oh. lovely. It was so lovely. So it's been a good, it's been a very good month. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. And now we're here to talk about something else we saw during the month. Yes, we we we've,
1: we've, we're we tying off June yes. with a movie that we've been Really, really excited to see. Yes. Um, and it's definitely one of those big anticipated movies as well. Uh-huh. Very and much. it's a Baz Luhrmann film. Mm-hmm. Elvis. Elvis.
0: King of Rock. And Roll. And Roll. Is in the building. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Butler. Oh, man. Giving life <laughs> to the King of Rock and Roll. Yes. My goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Holy crap. Yep. What were your first impressions of this? Okay, uh,
0: my first impressions, gosh, um, <laughs> I was, well, in the first, like, two minutes, I was like, I'm definitely watching a Baz Luhrmann movie, because you can tell, like, he has a style, he has yep. a visual signature. He does. So, you you know when you're watching one of his movies, there's a lot of, you know, whip pans, there's a lot of zoom-ins, there's a lot of quick cuts, yep. and lots of editing, um, very stylized, yeah. you know. So you very much you, you know you're watching a Basil Luhrmann film. Yes. Um, so that was immediately noticeable, and then of course it just looks great yeah. on top of that, like this, this the set dressing, the costuming, um, the color yeah. palette, the vibrancy of that is just is just great. So yeah, so that that so visually it's a very um, very much a spectacle of a film. Yes. Um, I was very surprised to see the way they kind of handled the timeline of Elvis's story because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how they were going to do it because like you know there's there's the boring way to do it and that's have just a linear from start to finish which yeah like, which is what they kind of ended up doing but at the start it jumped around a lot mm-hmm. um to the point where I was like what's what's happening I mean <laughs> yeah what's going on so the timeline was a bit. Uh. At, for me at the beginning, but once I settled into the rhythm of the film, mm-hmm. then I was, I was okay with it. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, and you know, I wish someone else had played um, the Colonel except for Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's Tom Hanks in prosthetics. It's just, the, the, the veil never disappeared
1: uh, or, ape- okay. or, a, or
0: appeared, if I yeah. should say. Like I never... It took me out of the movie a bit. Okay, I will say I, just because it's Tom fucking Hanks. I mean, he gives a great performance. He gives a fine performance. I've ne- this is the first time I've ever engaged with Colonel Tom Parker as an individual yeah. on, on any kind of level. I've never really been aware. Like I've obviously he's a figure in pop culture that you know is attached to Elvis. We know this, but I've never really, I never really knew anything about him. So. I kind of wish they picked an actor that was more of a character actor than someone like Tom Hanks, who's such a name, Mm. you know, but that's, I've, I've had that criticism of this film since, you know, from the get go, like it just passed someone else. But again, he did a really good job. Not as good as it's funny though. I say all that, but like I fucking loved him in a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The, um, uh, Mr. Rogers. Me too. Um, bio, biopic, sort of biopic, not biopic. Um, film that was really really good and he's amazing in that like, yes one of his is. that's one of his best performances in recent memory this one not as not as good but Tom Parker was a weird character to yeah. play so he did the best with what he could however Austin fucking Butler man oh wow wow <laughs> I can't I can't yeah we'll get into a, a bit of his performance yeah. as we go through it but oh man I was blown away he was yeah wow Like, I got this... It's so funny. So I went and and saw the Elvis exhibition in Bendigo. Oh, nice. um, Back in March, I think it was. I'm pretty sure I went and saw that. March or April was around that time. Um, It finishes in a couple of weeks. So if you get a chance to Mm. go up to Bendigo, do. Because it's worth it. But um, I got the the same feeling out of watching all these old clips of Elvis that they have as exhibition and seeing all of his merchandise and all of his costumes and and things that he owned and all this on display i got the same warm and fuzzy feeling from that as i did watching him watching austin butler in this movie wow like that's how good he was okay i was completely taken in That's so yeah Mm -hmm. so um but yeah and the movie was very long that was probably my only other criticism i think it was a bit long
1: Mm, Um,
0: but there was you, you know elvis led a huge life so there's a lot a lot to cover, yeah. Um, you know, a lot, but it was just the choices that they made in regards to what they kept in and what they left out was was interesting. What they chose to focus on, but but um, but but overall, very good film. Yeah, I liked it a
1: lot. Okay, That's I enjoyed fair. it.
0: What were your initial thoughts for you?
1: Um, yeah, no, look, like you said, I totally agree. Definitely a Baz Luhrmann film when you go into it. Yeah. Um, like you said, the style of it, you can immediately pick that it's Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Um, and I love that. And the fact that he's Australian. I know. Just makes it even so much better for right. us. Right. <laughs> As
0: represent.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, not to mention that it was also filmed here in Australia. Yes, it was. In New South Wales and Queensland. Yes. So, yes. yes. In Big 2020. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the initial thoughts that I had about this, this whole film, um, I'm not usually one for biopics, I have seen some in the past, uh, and I'm not the biggest of Elvis fans, Mm -hmm. but I was still curious about his story, Mm -hmm. about how he became the king of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So um, when we saw the trailer for uh, Elvis and seeing Austin Butler in the role, holy crap, I was blown away. Yeah, His likeness is so uncanny. I was like, oh, wow. It's almost like almost the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, beautiful way. casting. Mm-hmm. Um, the the movie itself, um, I kind of agree. It was a bit long. Um, I I I didn't have my phone on me because I put it aside in my bag <laughs> <laughs> in the cinema. So I was like, because that's what I do in movies. I don't want to. I just, no, you don't want distractions. You don't, put it away. don't touch your phone no, in the cinema. No, no. Unless
0: it's an emergency. No,
1: exactly. And so I had no idea of what the time was, mm. but I had this itchy feeling to check time and I don't wear a watch.
0: I was the same. <laughs> it was getting to a point where I was like, oh, should I tap my watch and make it? Cause like, you know, I, I can put my, my watch literally has a mode called cinema mode. Yeah. I turn that on. Cause like the way the Apple watches work, if you flick your wrist, they'll come They'll come on. Well, yeah. Generally they do anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. um, Yeah. So you put it on cinema mode, you flick your wrist, the light doesn't come on. Okay. Um, but I was like,
1: yeah, I want to, uh, what time is it? Yeah. I was like, I wonder what time it is right now at this point in the movie. Um, yeah. I couldn't check the time. So I was like, mm, I'm just... so glad I wasn't the only one. That felt that. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a gorgeous film though. It is. Like, it is. it is looking at it stylistically. The cinematography, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just my I just yeah, I loved it so much. Um, the story itself, kind of yeah, a bit jagged. Um, at the beginning especially, sort of goes, you know, in and out from his what was he like early twenties, maybe teenagehood type of sort of time.
0: Yeah, well when he when he first started making music he was yeah. like nineteen twenty. Yeah,
1: and then we get flashbacks to him when he was a kid yeah. and yeah. Sort of going back and forth, and um, yeah, so the story was told a little bit differently. Mm. But then, then it got into the sort of the linearness of the story itself of Elvis's years, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, it just I f- just felt like it was a bit too long, mm. um, and there were points in the movie where it felt like they had to cut certain things out for time, maybe. Yeah, maybe um but i kind of like you were mentioning this um earlier on after we came out of the cinema the fact that you know we would have would have liked to have seen some of the more darker things sort of um explained a bit more
0: yeah like that was one of my uh, like other issues was just that i feel like it's a very it's like as good a movie it is and it does tell the story of elvis like as far as I'm aware fairly accurately I don't I think people have disputed the accurateness I mean but Priscilla and Lisa Marie say it's you know it's, yeah it's fine they support the film and that's all that matters to me um, but it's a very much a surface level kind of a telling yeah it doesn't really go too deeply into um, you know any kind of like the, the the issues that Elvis had to deal with they're only kind of touched upon skimmed skimmed over really and mm. they don't really spend a lot of time trying to unpack them no and that kind of sucks a bit because i was looking forward to maybe getting into his psyche a bit more and
1: yeah because he had a lot of he had a lot of mental health issues yeah Um, but the fact that it was also his exhaustion from performing all the time yeah that really contributed to that oh yeah um i meant like there were points where i was sort of like i was thinking out loud but in my, like, inner voice type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I was like, man, that... The fact that he, he had to end... He did a two-week run of shows going from city to city around America, that... Uh, oh, I can't think of doing that every single day for two weeks. That yeah. just sounds so tiring. Well, and he was using drugs the whole time to keep him going. Yeah, exactly. And that was the, that was the way that he was getting his pep, his energy. Yeah, and... and- I, f- I feel like that, like, that is just so sad mm-hmm. to find out that that's the way that he kept performing. It's very sad. Yeah. Not his own sort of, his own energy from Nine. within. It's It was all medically induced. And it's like, I like, and it was all for the money. Majority of it was for the money from... Let's from the manager's perspective.
0: Well, yeah, because yeah, because Colonel Parker, you know, we've ha- after Elvis died, we ev- the public was made aware of him, you know, mistreating Elvis and taking advantage of, you know, the the income, mm. um, you know, mismanaging yeah. finances and and whatnot. That was
1: another thing I was sort of wondering about as well. So about Colonel Parker as well that we got. I feel like this movie wasn't just about Elvis, it was also about him mm. as well. And it was kind of like a side story while this whole movie was developing. And there, you know, the fact that we're finding out things about Colonel Parker, the you know, we're finding out that he's got secrets, he's got debts, mm. um, you know, and then we don't actually get much of a Explanation as to how that happened. No, to the
0: point where I'm think I literally just thought I don't think it was even worth having the colonel as the narrator of this film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's an unreliable narrator, very obviously, but they don't pay off. No, what they're setting up with him, like him being the focus of the story. Yeah, the focus is muddled because once once you get into Elvis's story. Like, the narration takes a backseat and you're on Elvis for mm. most of it, which is what you want, what you came to see. Yeah. But they've set it up as it's Tom Parker telling the story and and trying to explain to us, I'm not the villain in this. Yeah. But then they never really pay it off. No. Properly. At the end. Like, at the end, they he, he gives these, this final, like, monologue of, like, you know, it wasn't me that killed him, it wasn't the drugs, it wasn't, it wasn't his heart, it was the love for you, and then credits essentially and i'm just like yeah no see this is what we mean about it skimming over shit yeah doesn't really it has all these ideas that it wants to do but then it doesn't follow through on any of them
1: exactly and and i and i think in that in that respect i was a bit disappointed me too by the by the time we hit the end like same like overall it's still a great movie yeah it is it's still a great movie i just feel like the story could have been told a little bit better
0: yeah I i think yeah it's literally the 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 problem of this film is this is the script and the pacing Mm -hmm. exactly and the length yeah they that's the issue um but um but you know they do do some pretty fantastic things like did you have a favorite was there a favorite sequence or a favorite part of this movie that 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 kind of made you go okay maybe i'm an elvis fan
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i i kind of like there were some of the scenes where he was doing his performances especially that when he was first doing his performances where um, all of us, like all of us, he's still, he's still not that known. Mm. Um, but then he comes on stage, he does his performance and the way he moves and dances while he sings is what captures the audience more specifically, the female audience. Oh yes, very much. Um, and I feel like those were my favorite scenes. Yeah. Just seeing the actual performances yeah yeah um and they were all austin butler even the singing and the dancing he learned how to do the dances yeah he did so well yeah um to the point where he even tried to get jimmy fallon to learn how i know i saw that that was that was great oh my gosh um yeah just the way that he performs as elvis just in terms of like the singing and the dancing sequences um you know the tv shows that he had to do um for those for those events and they were they were my favorite i Mm. think just throughout this whole movie i didn't care about the rest of it i just wanted to it was kind of like my own little virtual concert (laughs) (laughs) being able to watch him perform yeah um and because that is that's the closest we'll ever get to seeing alvis perform at all yeah so he died long before we were born exactly exactly um, so yeah, they were kind of my favorite scenes. How about yourself?
0: Yeah. Similar for me. I, I was mesmerized every time Austin took the stage as Elvis in yeah. this film. Like, and there's a lot of, thankfully there's a lot of that in the yeah. movie. Um, yeah, just, he really very much embodied his on stage persona. Uh, very, he really did very, very well. Uh, very, very well. I got the, the, the moves, the, the inflections and the voice, right. Um, yeah, it's just magical. Um, one of my favourite parts of the film, though, um, I have to say, is probably when um, they're doing the 68 comeback special. So one of the things I learnt when I went to Bendigo and saw the exhibition was that, because, like, well, Christina knew a lot more about Elvis than me, and she kind of, like, she'd seen the 68 special before, and um, she, she was telling me about it. But, yeah, we I learnt there... Um, but yeah, it was, it was actually supposed to be this Christmas TV special. Uh, it, that's, so that's accurate. They were actually okay, were supposed okay. to do that, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know like why it got changed, but I think it was just, you know, Elvis wanted, didn't want to do that, wanted to do something different and, and then it became what it became. And it's, it's such a turning point in his career, Yeah, that TV special, like it's very definitive and very big. Yeah. It made yeah. a huge impact. Um, so getting to see it brought to life in the film was really, really cool. I really need to actually sit down and watch the whole thing because we do, we sell it on DVD at work. Um, oh, dude, if you, yeah, if you, if I need to, we, we
1: need, we need to watch it together. We need to watch it. I think.
0: Cause it's quite, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched the whole thing, but that was my favorite part. And I just, I love the way that at that point, Elvis just really seemed like he was starting to see through the the facade of the kernel and yeah. go no no i i need to do what i want to do for me and you see that throughout the movie like cuz you know you have that i actually really loved when he he sang um he sang that song in the at the the, the stadium when he wasn't supposed to.
1: Yes.
0: And got taken away by the cops. Like that whole sequence was amazing. Yes. I loved that. But really that, intense. Very but intense. So good. But it was so good. But yeah, that's his first moment of defiance against the colonel. Um, because he's supposed to be putting on this, you know, family friendly image. Um, or he'll get, you know, or his career's over basically. But that's not the case at all. Um, and he just so he defies the colonel and it works out. And then fast forward to 68, same thing. He, he, they want, you know, a specific image for this special because he's, you know, he's had this Hollywood career that didn't go anywhere. The mo- the movies got worse as they got along. I haven't seen any Elvis movies, no. but by all accounts, they're not the best films ever made. Like, some of them are good and enjoyable and fun, but they're nothing to write home about. And he, you know, obviously he really wanted to be a Hollywood star and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, they were like, okay, well we need to, you know, make a comeback. Um, and so, yeah, and then so Elvis, again, then defies the colonel's wishes and and sings his own songs the way he wants to do it in a way that's never been seen before. He's got this fantastic leather outfit on. So I mean, sexy. So sexy, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't not say that no. about about the outfit from that. Scene. Yeah, right? Think, looked, my gosh. It looked nice. Yeah. It was
0: really, really nice. Um, and, you know, so that whole thing, I just loved the fact that it was a moment not only for Elvis to be true to himself. Cause I love these moments throughout the film when he's, he, he realizes he has to do what he wants because he, he can't be, you know, he doesn't want to be authentic. He wants to, he doesn't want to do something just because someone says he should, exactly. you know, and that's why we still know who he is, why we still listen to his yeah. music.
1: And I feel like a lot of musicians are now doing that themselves for sure. Right now, in in our time, N- it never used to be like that. No, but,
0: no. Because yeah. well, like at that time, like the sixties and seventies were a, a huge t- turning point in the music industry. Yeah. Because a lot of artists were manufactured. I mean, yes, some of them today still are, but it was prevalent back then. Unless mm. you were unless you were an artist of color, like you see in this movie. And again, I'm not I, just to say I really loved the way that the movie acknowledged where Elvis's influences came yeah. from like it didn't shy away because Lerman but yeah. it it really f- put a, such a great focus on um, Elvis got his inspiration what, you know where his sound came from yeah um, and that's really important um I'm glad it the movie acknowledged that but um I forgot what I was saying <laughs> I was it I was on a roll and it's gone but but um, anyway these moments of defiance were just fantastic to watch and it kind of made me sad that once we got into the 70s, um, <laughs> you know, we started to lose, like Elvis somehow he got corrupted by the, the, the drugs he was taking mm. by the colonel's influence yeah. and stopped defying him and just went with it in the end. He stopped fighting him, you know, and it was I know it was over money because like, you know, they he fired the colonel and then was like. You know, and then his dad's like, "Well, now we're in debt, so we have to hire him back, or we're, we're screwed." Yeah, but it just it just made me sad that the movie went out of its way more than once to to paint Elvis as this person who is an art, very artistic person who is true to himself. But then at at the end of the movie, he he almost dies because he wasn't true to himself. If Mm. that makes sense. I don't know. So that frustrated me a little, but yeah, but but that, but the 68 special, like that was, that was my favorite part. Yeah. Same. same.
1: (laughs) And I love the fact that even though he had some of his real upbeat songs sung during that scene, yeah. During that sort of event that they had, um, then the next day he was it the next day or was there like a period of time that passes where he writes up a song and performs it
0: yeah I want to look up how accurate that was because yeah. basically what how they put it in the movie is that in the middle of filming the the special um, Robert Kennedy is assassinated yeah and so they're dealing with processing that um, which was really really tragic and then you know Elvis wants to do something he doesn't want to just sing a Christmas song and go on no, like yeah you know he's he was clearly. If this is accurate, if this movie is accurate in this sense, he was clearly very politically minded, very, very, very much aware of the world and aware of his effect and power on the world Yes, as well. And the the knowledge that he could actually do something, however big or small. But he, he's, you know, he would feel bad if he just sat there and kept pretending like it didn't happen. Exactly. You know, so, but yeah, so basically, yeah, that happens. And then it seems like the next day he comes back and... They've written a song about in protest of yeah the the state of America because 1968 it was a very fraught year. I mean, most years most years for America are fraught years. <laughs> um, but this that year was there was yeah. cause Martin Luther King Jr. got assassinated like earlier that same year. So there's a lot of, you know, Malcolm Malcolm X not long before that. So there's a lot of just turbulent times happening. Mm. So it was really cool to see. That yeah, he, that that you know that Elvis had a way to you know express himself artistically. Yeah, and, and
1: yeah. there was no kind of like dancing to it. It was just it was just him singing, singing. his heart out mm. in this gorgeous white outfit. Yeah, with was it like an orange or red sort it's of cravat? Like yeah, sort so of. I think, yeah, my gosh, like that is a powerful scene. Yeah, right it, was. it was. And, very and you're right. If it is accurate, holy crap. Like like if they, if he wrote the
0: song that quickly. Yeah. Cause yeah, I know. Cause I, like, I know this, like I saw bits of the performance at the, um, at the exhibition in Bendigo. So I'm, yeah. So it, the performance is real, mm. but yeah, how quick the turnaround of the song writing is, I have no idea. Yeah. I, but, but, but yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it is very, very, very cool. Um, Let's just talk about Austin Butler, shall we? I just want to talk about him <laughs> because wow, <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> my god! If
1: I didn't like Elvis, then I do now. <laughs> you like him now? Ah, <laughs> uh, like ah, uh, I I I was I was never sure about
0: his casting because like he's he doesn't exactly look like him. Like he's similar. I mean, similar f- like facial structure, mm. but the features are a bit di- a bit different. Like he yeah. has a, he has a very unique kind of a face. He does. So it wasn't it wasn't a case of like you know casting someone like Rami Malek who looks who who they made look exactly like Freddie Mercury. Um, this was a little bit different. Um, but there were there were times, especially at the end. Can I just say not to skip to the end, but. Elvis has just died and they you know, and the Parker's Parker is narrating Colonel Parker's narrating about it. And, and, and he's like, the last time I saw him was, you know, not long before he died. And he, I, you know, watched him perform and, you know, despite his health, he gave everything he had and it's, and it's Austin as Elvis with all this prosthetics on because obviously very everyone knows Elvis put on a bit of weight and at the end of his life due to his health and, and the movie does this really cool thing where they they managed to film the parts with Austin so accurately that the movie cuts away to the audience, cuts back, and it's the actual footage of Elvis. Yes! And my part skipped a bit. Like I wasn't... I was like, that's fucking cool. That's amazing. I, I was... I'm speechless now. I can't... Because <laughs> it was like... Because there were moments where austin really for me captured the spirit of him Mm-mm. like like just just his mischievous nature his his very uh passionate you know way of living and 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 you know love for music and the, the he nailed the way he talked yes
1: so well and the f- the fact that over the years Elvis's voice changes. Yes. Yes. And Austin did such a good job doing that as he well. He really, really did. Like amazing. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, it, it did take me a while to get used to it at, at the start just because like Austin, like his, his voice doesn't sound like that, but like, it, cause everyone, everyone has an Elvis impression, you know? Mm. So it's, it's hard to kind of, you have to kind of separate in your mind between like, you know, character and caricature for a minute. Um, So it took me a bit to get to go, okay, no, no, no. He's, he is Elvis. He's not doing an impression. He's, he's being Elvis. So there's a difference. And once I got used to it, I was like, okay. Oh, fuck. (laughs) He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He
1: really was. Uh, Austin Butler is like I said at the beginning, just the perfect casting for the role of Elvis. Um, and, you know, Austin himself is actually pretty timid. Like he's a very shy introverted person. Yeah. I
0: kind of got that watching some interviews with him lately. Yeah. He's, same. he's a bit like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then seeing him be able to embody the, the spirit of Elvis mm. and just bring him to life. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this guy timid? Yeah, and that can't be right. <laughs> if you could put on a performance he's like lying, that, yeah, <laughs> oh, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's a great actor, yeah. and I, from now on, I, he'll be cast oh. in so many amazing films in the future. Oh, he's great. This is this is. I mean, this is just the beginning for him. It
0: is. I mean, he's you know he's he has been around um, for a bit. Like he's done a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he hasn't. He and he's made some movies as well, but he's never really blown up. So this is it now for him. Yes, it's, like, he is. it's a star. It's they. You know, it's cheesy to say, it, but it's a star-making performance. It's a star yeah. turn because it's from here on out he's going to be hopefully a star is born. A star is <laughs> born. Yeah, I thought that was funny. They put that. They put that tidbit in that he was supposed to be in. A star is born with Barbara Streisand, and then so who ended up being uh, Chris Christopherson? Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's a good movie, that one. I've seen. I've seen it. Okay, it's, it's good. But it would have been really different if Elvis had been in it.
1: Mm. I wonder
0: how that would have gone. Yeah. To be true. honest, to be honest. But yeah, Austin is definitely in for a whirlwind of, 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 a career now, I think. Um, and he's, well, you know, I'm excited because he's going to be in Dune part two. So. Holy crap. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. He's going to, he's playing, he's going to be playing one of the antagonists of part, uh, of part two. Okay. So I Interesting. I'm excited to see that, but, okay. but yeah, he was just, he was just phenomenal. Yes. Um, yeah it's just it's just yeah, it's just literally like I said, I just wish the script had kind of gone a bit deeper into his issues. yeah um, I agree That's the only thing. Um, but all the performances in this film generally were were, were quite good, but mm. he, but he was he was very much the star. It was nice to see so many Australians like I know they filmed it in Australia, but but there was a lot of Australian actors like you know David Wenham's here, um, Richard Roxburgh's playing uh, Elvis's dad. Um, Cody Smith McPhee has a as a role, Dacre Montgomery as well. Like just yeah, and Luke Bracey. Yeah, nice to see this group of Aussies. Um, just you know, getting a chance to kind of shine. Uh, With these supporting roles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Representing our country. Represent. (laughs) I love it when Baz Luhrmann does that. Always includes as many Aussie actors as he can. Yeah. Like even,
0: even like his last film, Great Gatsby, you know? Yeah. Elizabeth Debicki was in that. Um, Isla Fisher. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's, it's uh, Joel Edgerton as well. Like, Mm. yeah. Yeah. He's he's a good good supporter of, of our country, of yeah. course. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't forget his roots. Nah. He doesn't forget his roots. Um, what else can we talk about with this movie? Um I don't know. I we'll just most of it.
1: Speaking of accolades. Yes. Are we seeing this Ooh. come up in some awards season? I wondered if you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> being, the, being the
0: awards expert of, yes, yes. of Fred the Alien. Um, <laughs> let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Well, yeah, def- uh, it's definitely going to get some um, awards attention, I yes. will say. Um, I could potentially see some some acting nominations for Austin Butler. I don't know if he'll win because it's too early to call. Because, uh, you know, award season proper doesn't kick off until the end of the year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we've got a while. Okay. But I feel like the, the things people are saying, especially in the reviews, like the critics are loving it. So that's a good sign. Mm. Um, so I would, I would not, I would be surprised, I'd be very surprised if, if, um, he got snubbed or for a nomination, or if the movie got snubbed like it's going to win it's it's going to get costume nominations it's going to get production design nominations um and yeah Baz might get a directing maybe but i but it's i think Austin Butler is the key front runner yeah for for some accolades i reckon with, with this one yeah, yeah same yeah i hope so cuz he his his you can tell he's giving everything he's
1: got oh 100% like he's the energy is putting into this role mm-hmm. um, is just outstanding, and you know, I I'd, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't get any kind of nominations in in awards right? season. Right? So yeah, yeah. I'd be looking Absolutely. forward to seeing you know some recognition for his performance. I hope so. Yeah,
0: I, I really hope so. Cause, yeah, yeah. The, he he deserves some acknowledgement, especially because you know, I mean, in recent years obviously Rami Malek, you know, taking home the Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury. Um, and, uh, Taron Egerton won a Golden Globe, I think, for playing Elton John. Yeah. I believe. Um. So why not Elvis? So why not, why not Austin for Elvis? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've always been an Elvis appreciator of some kind, like, just because... And I don't mean to. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't mean to bring Michael Jackson into this. But it's hard not to. Yeah, he's very connected to Elvis, um, obviously because he married you know Elvis's daughter Lisa Marie, but also suffered a similar end to his story. Yeah, you know, um, and, and because they're two of the biggest artists of all time. But well, the king of rock and roll and the and king, the king, of, king pop. of pop, right? Exactly. Um, but but yeah, I've, so I've always been aware of Elvis and in, in some sense because of the connections with MJ and just um, and yeah, just the quality of music. Like and for example, like and M- M- Michael wrote a song with his brothers called um, it was it's it's called This Place Hotel, but it's it was originally Heartbreak Hotel.
1: Oh. And he changed
0: the name out of respect for Elvis. Of course, of course. Because he didn't want people to get confused. No, that's true. And I thought that was really sweet, but watching watching this movie and watching Elvis story play out like i got so sad when i saw the exposition the exposition exposition fuck exhibition exhibition i got really sad when i saw the exhibition i promise you i'm not laughing um um and then watching this movie i cried because cuz it's just fucking sad yeah that it ended the way it did and it's the same it was very similar to michael jackson and the fact that both of them suffered from substance abuse mm And both of them were overworked to the point where their hearts gave up on them. Yeah. Like, literally the exact same. And Lisa Marie said, um, I don't remember, I think it was probably after Michael passed she said this, but they used to have conversations where MJ was convinced he was going to die young, like her father. Wow. Like, he he just knew it was going to happen.
1: Didn't uh, Michael kind of outlive... Elvis in terms of age? In terms
0: of age, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so Michael Jackson was 50 when he died. Okay. He was almost 51. And, uh, yeah, Elvis was 42. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, he did live a bit longer, but obviously died. That's be- still young, though. It's still very young yeah. to pass away. But the fact that, like, Elvis was overworked in the same way where, like, MJ was, you know, being made to put on these 50 shows to make all this money. Yeah. And had a doctor giving... Them drugs similar to what Elvis was, you know. So it's ver- the parallels were insane for me. When yeah. I was sitting there, and then the fact that yesterday, at the time of recording yesterday was the thirteenth anniversary of MJ passing yes. away. Um, I was just like,
1: oh, <laughs> this is sad. <laughs>
0: this is just sad, especially because yeah, Elvis like, you know, just seemed like a really good person. I mean, yeah, he wasn't perfect. Yeah, you know, um, definitely not perfect. No human is, but but like, you know, he just wanted to entertain. And perform for people. Yeah, because that's what he loved doing. That's what he loved doing. And, you know, he died just so tragically and so sad and not getting a proper chance to really, I don't know. He
1: didn't even get a chance (sighs) to tour the world.
0: That that pissed me
1: off. Yeah. Like, I didn't realise
0: that he never actually toured, like, overseas and he wanted to go, but because the colonel didn't have a passport, they were like, nah, that's fucked. That's fucked up.
1: That was so frustrating to see that the, the yeah. fact that he really wanted to tour the world and the world wanted to see him but the colonel was just like no we're going to be doing a five-year residency, con- residency here in las vegas yeah. and I'm like, what yeah it was stupid and i that, that was another th-
0: another thing about the like elvis not fighting back against that because mm. they make a point to show how frustrated elvis is and how much he wants to go overseas and perform for his overseas fans because he's never had the chance and the fact that he just kind of lets the Vegas res- residency happen to him and just go- and then goes with it yeah. i just it just kind of frustrated me that we didn't get to see a moment of elvis going <sighs> but then you know i mean we have we have certain scenes where they sort of touch on that but it just didn't quite hit
1: it enough no for me. it really didn't that and that's why i was like i was so sad and the way that he passed away because of that residency i feel He worked so hard throughout that time to do all that, all those performances. Then he did, you know, the tour around America. And then it's just like, wow. Like he was so dedicated to his music, to his performances, to his fans that he didn't want to disappoint them. But then in doing that, he's disappointed the international fans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to do, but no. then it just, you know, his health got the better of him in the end. Yeah. It's what, it's what I mean. It's the same with MJ. Like, he was the same. Like, he just wanted to give a good show, mm. give 110%. And one of the problems with, with his career was the fact that he was such a perfectionist. Every show had to be the same. Every show had to hit the same standard. So So even though it was Michael Jackson performing at the age of 50... Not and he's not thirty anymore yeah he's not he's not twenty five anymore he doesn't have all this energy the way he used to, but he still has the same body like live body of a dancer, you know that can yeah. move and stuff yeah, and so he's with his failing health he's trying still trying to hit that same mark he did twenty five years ago, but he can't do it,
1: yeah,
0: you know, and it's just it's where this tragedy comes from because <sighs>
1: yeah,
0: they don't think for a second to slow the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> to look after themselves exactly you know? exactly and then they get lost in this fog of drugs and addiction mm. you know it's just it's fucking it
1: makes me angry <laughs> it, it yeah makes it makes me
0: sad like it's yeah. it
1: is very it is very frustrating to see that in in musicians like even even today like we'll we'll see that in some musicians as well um yeah but I think they're getting better at looking after the musician's mental health these days in terms of giving them breaks in between tours. And and not even just musicians, like any kind of performer, if they're going to be doing performances around a country, around the world, at least they know they're still going to get a break in between performances. Exactly. And that way they don't have – they can still go out on stage with the amount of energy that they can give to the fans – Without the need for any sort of enhancements. Yeah, yeah. of
0: course. Um, makes me think of um, most recently, even though this is a few years ago, but Lady Gaga. She suffers from um, oh, what's it, what's it called? Ah, uh, she has a condition she suffers from that causes her great. It's a chronic pain dis- disorder, and um, during. Um, like leading up to her Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime performance in 2016, 2017. Fibromyalgia. Yeah, fibro, fibromyalgia. Um, so she, they, this documentary that I highly recommend people watch if you, if you like Lady Gaga or if you like music docos, it's called Five Foot Two. And it, it documents her struggle with fibro um, and the pain she suffered in between like performing and stuff. And they had, she had to fucking slow down. Yeah. Right. And they gave her that chance to slow down, take a break, rest, and not do anything. I think Whereas, I watched it. Yes, yeah. it's amazing. But if you, but if if she had been twenty, thirty years ago, nah, no way. It would just been, keep going. Go, go, go. That's what I was saying earlier about manufactured artists, like yeah. having these managers that oversee everything and make like. You are, you are under their control. Like you are the, you are the talent. Yes. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with the manager, Mm. you know, like it's, so it's, I'm glad now it's like, yeah, like you just said, we're in a time where this kind of stuff doesn't really happen. No. Anymore. No. Thank fuck. Because (laughs) artists are tortured enough. Exactly. You know, they don't, they don't need to, you know, be dying just to put on a show. Yes, you know.
1: Sure. Yes, mental health is very
0: important to <sighs> yes. everyone.
1: Yes. Your mental health is your wealth. Exactly.
0: Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. But um, but at the end of the day, you know, I guess the story is what the story is. Yeah. And at least you know. At least
1: the world got Elvis. You know. Yes, we got to see him in a new light.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And this, yeah, and this movie does, yeah, just does a really nice job of, I think respecting his legacy, I yes, I would say. I agree. For someone who's a very casual Elvis fan, I would be I'd be hard hard pressed, I think, to find a lot of issues with the way he's presented and portrayed mm-hmm. in this in this movie. A
1: yeah. lot of a lot of love and care has gone into it. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Alright, let's wrap things up. Let's do we... with a score out of five, Kendall. Score out of five. Oh shit. <laughs> hate this
0: part. <laughs> I'm not good at this part um score out of five yeah like I like I said I through this whole thing I, I I did enjoy this movie a lot um Austin Butler you know stole the show yes um and the movie is worth watching for his performance alone yes um but it is not without its flaws no um that is for sure so I will give Elvis a three and a
1: half out of five I agree. That's, I would definitely give it a three, three and a half out three of five. And a half? Yeah. yeah. Three and a half out of five. Um, you know, just honestly, Austin Butler does such an amazing job that you're right. Just watch the movie for his performance. Yes. of us. Yes, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and he deserves all of the recognition. <laughs> all of it. Literally all of it. Give
0: him the, Os- give him the Oscars. Give him, give him something. Yes. Please. Yes. He's, he deserves um, it.
1: And yeah, just it was, and just in terms of its cinematography, for me, it just of course blew my mind as yeah, well. So yeah, it was great. It was well, uh, well filmed. Very well. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's our thoughts on Elvis. That's our Elvis thoughts. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, our spoiler review. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts.
1: Yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts. Yes. Um, you know, give give us a comment. Um, You know, DM us, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all the socials. Please do. Uh, Let us know what you thought of Elvis, what you thought of our podcast, if you agree or disagree with some of the things that we've mentioned. Uh Um, And we might mention it in the show next time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Audience participation. Audience Yay. participation. <laughs> um, how's your your July
0: looking for my you? My
1: July? Like, well, July is my birthday month. Hey! Uh, but my actual birthday is not till the end of the month. No. <laughs> so I still... So by the time we record... So we'll probably end up recording before my birthday for next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in saying that, at the moment, same deal. Work watching all the movies and tv shows and the anime playing games there might be something happening i don't know right now i i will let you know in the next podcast okay <laughs> how about yourself Kendra? how's your month looking? how's
0: my month looking yeah fine fine i don't I, I i know i'm going away to to ballarat for one weekend i'm um, gonna be staying at cryl castle for for a night uh, so I haven't been there since they've renoed at all a few years ago um, I was supposed to go there in 2020 and then 2020 happened so yeah. that didn't that didn't work out <laughs> but I'm finally going so I'm excited for that and just yeah Thor's coming out so Thor <laughs> that's where my brain is finally returning to to the story of Thor odinson and yes his, his journeys with the the guardians of the galaxy and Whatever else happens, yes, yeah, I can't wait.
1: I can't wait. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Um,
0: But until then. yeah it's time to it's time to go that was a full year that was a kindle and
1: that's, that's a wrap on this
0: monthly hi hey, remember to follow us on Facebook Instagram
1: and Twitter for the latest Fred content if you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien you can find us on SoundCloud Spotify Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all other podcast services yeah
0: wherever you get your podcasts from <laughs> and if you like to watch Fred the Alien you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Production.
1: Yes, and make sure to subscribe to the channel yes. and hit that bell icon to be notified of all of the goodness that comes through our channel. Please do. Yes. Please too. Uh, that was a full year. That was a Kindle. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced, the experienced the monthly, monthly at Winifred. Winifred.
0: Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: A hunk a hunk a love.
0: <laughs> 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 I've had. Can't help falling in love stuck in my head the entire time since the movie. Oh, like that. That's my favorite Elvis song. Yes. I
1: love it. And now we're going to listen to all the Elvis songs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So good. So good. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Thank Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great month. Yes, yes, yes. Enjoy yourself. Bye. Goodbye now. Bye bye.